This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Roto-World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. This is the May 31st edition. Had a little bit of a good basketball game last night, so we'll talk about that and get you ready for the finals uh, rematch time. So with me to do all that is Dr. A. Steve Alexander. What's up, man? Nothing. What's going on? Not much, man. You had a pretty sweet weekend. Yeah, I, I went to the uh, Indy 500, and uh, I went uh, governor style, I guess you could say. I mean, my buddy, My buddy is in politics and somehow ended up as the lieutenant governor of Indiana. So he took my wife and I along for the ride. And, uh, it was, it was pretty, pretty amazing weekend. And, uh, I even ran into Lady Gaga (laughs) in a driver's suit, which was pretty interesting. I saw those pictures on the internet. She wasn't wearing like a crazy little outfit or anything. (laughs) She wasn't wearing a meat suit. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) All right. So let's talk some basketball. I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, they had they were down three one. A lot of people left him for dead, but this team won seventy three games and they came up. So um, I guess before we get the specifics, the question I've seen people asking is: Did Golden State win the series or did OKC choke it away? What do you think? To me, Golden State was the best team in regular season history. Uh, they were the favorite coming into the playoffs. OKC was never supposed to be ahead of them three to one. Um, and like I said, we knew when OKC had to go home and play game six, that was all the pressure was on them because people were already starting to write Golden State off. Um, Oklahoma City was supposed to put the series away at home in game six. But man, that's a lot of pressure. Um, to have to deal with, and then not to mention you're playing against Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. So to me, I, I think it was more a case of an epic comeback win by Golden State. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, I mean, they made so many three pointers, and to that, that's probably the only thing. But it's not like they didn't leave them open. They just could. You just can't defend Golden State. You give those. Clay and Curry, ball's gone in a quarter of a second. Uh, just with the way they catch and shoot. They put, um, Cur- I, I saw a stat on ESPN, uh, they had a lot of big men on on the on the outside. So against Steven Adams last night, Clay and Steph were 6-6 six six from 3. Uh, and then they were also 2-2 two two on 2-pointers. So that was really the key, and and yeah, they, they just made shots, man. You can't get outscored 84 points from three in the last two games, uh, eight, 54 in game six. It was just, they're, they're a special team, man. Uh, and that was I'm, one of the things that they said on TV last night. Like, I was driving all day, so I, I tuned in a little bit late, but they were like, if you look at the 
the stats on paper, it looks like Oklahoma City is killing Golden State. You know, rebounds and and I I believe turnovers and stuff like that, and shooting just shooting in general. Uh, OKC looked really good on paper, but the problem was, like you said, Golden State was hitting all those three pointers, and. It, I guess you live or die with a three-pointer, and, and Golden State usually lives. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's why it's so tough to beat them in a seven-game series. Like KD said in games three and four, the the shots they were missing in those two, they were making in the last two. Uh, and yeah, it's just the regression's going to work one way or another, and we saw them light it up. So let's kind of dig into the box score here. Uh, let's talk about the losers, close out the... Uh, the Thunder first. So let's hit KD. Uh, he played really well. He only had, I want to say, 10 shots in the first three quarters. I think uh, Robertson had more shots than him going into the fourth. But uh, shot the ball well, 10-19, 27 points. Only two turnovers, too, so that was big. Uh, seven rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. Um, yeah, efficient game from him. So well, um, what do you make of KD last night? What do you make of him, obviously, with the summer coming up, free agency? Do you have any guesses on what he does, any predictions or whatever you feel like saying? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, the, the biggest question out there today, I think, is is, is Kevin Durant going to be back in OKC? I think he's going to be. Uh, they can pay him more money than anybody else. I think he genuinely likes being there. I think he gets along well with new coach Billy Donovan. I think he... Really likes playing with Russell Westbrook, and it looks like all the pieces are there that they need to win. You know, they're going to tweak a little bit, um, add some, some guys in free agency probably. But if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm staying in Oklahoma City uh, at least for the next couple of years. But that's that's my prediction. Yeah, he's got the the restaurant too, so he's he's got a you know who's real close to the community. Did a lot of stuff when they had the tornado hit and all that. So I mean, he definitely is uh, a big part of that community. So I mean, if if he left, that would tear the hearts out of, of the Thunder fans. But I mean, I think it's on the table that he signs a one year deal for a couple of reasons. One, if he signs a one year deal. He'll be el- um, that extra year because you know the the max contracts go up when every so often you're in the league. So he gets a bump after next season, uh, a percent of the cap, and the cap's going up. So he would probably, in the long run, make more money signing a one year max this year and then signing a five year, six year max, depending if he signs with OKC or not next year. And obviously, the other part is Russell Westbrook's a free agent next year, and so they could kind of. They're, they're best buddies, you know, they, they're always at the podium together, they would say they'd do anything for each other, all that, so that's definitely uh, something to watch. So I think that's on the table, I kind of think he'll stay, but um, I don't know, man, Any, anything's, anything's possible. Well, see, we, uh, saw, we saw that with LeBron a few years ago. Yeah. Did, did you see uh, Joel Embiid's tweet last night? No. Uh, let me pull it up. He said... <laughs> Uh, he's doing a little tampering, man. He may be uh, getting fined. He tweeted out, "Time to recruit KD to the 76ers. <laughs> I'm sure Kevin is probably already on a plane flying to Philadelphia. <laughs> Take him up on that offer. Hey, man, they uh, they got some cap room, man. Bring bring KD in there. Could uh, trade away Okafor, <laughs> Noel. Get uh, maybe Marcus Smart over there. Like uh, Ethan and I talked about that yesterday. 
76ers are going to make some moves. I don't think they're going to make that move, but I don't know. I think they're an interesting team to watch this year. Uh, okay, so uh, do you, what about Westbrook? Didn't shoot the ball well. Uh, 13 assists, though. Only three turnovers, too, so that was good. Uh, what do you make of Westbrook last night and going forward or pretty anything interesting with him in the offseason? Last year of his deal, so nothing really too crazy. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish he was a little bit better uh, three point shooter. Um, it's really the only the only problem I see in his game. I mean, he's I'm so glad the days are behind us when people would rip on Westbrook for being selfish and not sharing the ball and blah blah blah. Like he's one of the best players in the league. You know, you know it's interesting when you look at the Warriors and you, you look at Steph and Clay. Like Steph is clearly the alpha. And then Clay is like his backup, and Clay kind of gets overlooked, regardless of how well he shoots the three or, or his regular shot. Uh, he always kind of takes a backseat to to Steph. But in OKC, you kind of got Durant and Westbrook on the same plane, like they're both alphas. And I wonder how much that that impacts uh, the way this team plays in the fourth quarter. Like, you just don't really know uh, which guy's going to get the ball or which guy's going to have the play called for him. Um, and it's just – it's wild that you've got two guys that are that good and, and that equal and that competitive on the same really good basketball team. Whereas Golden State, you've got Steph kind of on one plane and then Clay on a tier below him. Yeah, I mean, they're – both very, very good isolation scorers. Westbrook's phenomenal in transition. So, I mean, in a perfect world, they don't mesh as well as some other teams. Like, Katie's a great shooter and um, really needs the ball in his hands. And then Westbrook, obviously, is one of the most ball-dominant point guards in the NBA. Uh, high usage rate. Didn't I think he led the, use, led the league in usage rate in, not last season, that was Cousins, but the previous two. He was first, um, and yeah, he, he's he's a stud, man. We all know what he does in fantasy, but and there's really nothing he could do. I mean, he does what he, he does what he's gonna do, but like you said, if he can improve his three point shot, uh, that would be big. But I don't really see it happening. I mean, he's pretty much hasn't really shown anything from us. But yeah. I, his is it's the selection that, that's big. If he's taking open threes, okay. But if he's taking Fade away off the dribble threes, J.R. Smith like, Kobe like, then then we got a problem. But obviously love him. Dude, look at the 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 Thunder starters had a total of six turnovers <laughs> last night. That that's pretty incredible. Yeah. KD only had two and Westbrook had three. You know, I mean those guys rack up uh, turnovers like nobody's business. It's pretty pretty good. Yeah, that, I mean three pointers, man. <laughs> it's it's crazy what uh what that'll hap- what happens with that. Um, okay, so another guy who was kind of the darling I thought of this series for OKC was Robertson. Uh, he had a good defensive game, but he his shot was not dropping. Two of eleven from the field, missed all of his threes. Most of them weren't even close. Um, pretty much, he, he you think he has any sort of improvement next year? No. I think he's kind of, I think he, I mean, do you think he can take this momentum from this series or even last series too with San Antonio? Do you think he can build off that and grow into something? Somebody you, <laughs> you might draft with, with your last pick in a fantasy draft. Yeah. I yeah. mean, 
I think he could. Um, like you said, he was two of eleven last night, which hurt. But uh, man, he he played really well in the series for the most part, and um, really kind of came into his own in the playoffs, along with Stephen Adams. I think um, so. I like Roberson, and I I like the way he plays defense. He's young. He's only going to get better. Um, so I, I think they've really found something that's going to be a key component of that team next year. And do you do you think Waiters comes back, or do you think he may head somewhere else? He had a pretty up until the last couple game, last three games, really um, live and die by Waiters. I guess Waiters really struggled, uh, especially in the last two. Do you, do yeah, I mean, he... to me, Waiters is pretty easy to replace. I mean, there's there's guys at the end of the bench on every team that can shoot, you know, and, and I don't think it's that hard to replace um, him. And I, I think, to me, Roberson's a much more important piece of the puzzle. Yeah, you want – with when you have those two guys, Westbrook and KD, you really don't need any more shots to go to other guys. You just need guys who can space the floor, the old 3 and D Bruce Bowen kind of player, which Robertson's pretty close to that, based on how he played the past month or so. But obviously the body of work, uh, he has some work to do for shooting. Uh, so you mentioned Steven Adams. I, I think he may have improved his stock more than any, more than Robertson, more than Waiters, more than maybe not beyond Him and Biombo were neck and neck. Uh, so do you, he only played 25 minutes per game last season. Do you see him, age 22, uh, do you see him growing into a 32, 33-minute-per-game kind of player? Uh, I think it's possible. Like, Adams looks like – he almost looks like an all-star center at this point. Like, he's going to come back next year with tons of confidence. Um, his teammates are all going to have his back. Like, he should have a huge year next year. Um, yeah, I don't know why he can't play, you know, that many minutes. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think he's really grown this past, you know, month or so. So, yeah, he should definitely grow. Definitely a guy you'll want to have in your fantasy team with the way they rebound. And that's that's the other thing you need, too. You need a rim-protecting, rebounding big man to fit with those guys in KD and Westbrook. And he, he fits that pretty nicely. Uh, definitely a bargain of a draft pick. Uh, okay, so what else? Anything else you want to touch on from the Thunder? Cantor is such a waste of money, man. I mean, they, they really could have used somebody else, I, I thought. He was really exposed at times. You can't give a guy $70 million and him barely play and not play down the stretch. It's just misused funds. What do you play, like? 11 minutes or something? Yeah, 16? He, he's, his minutes have really dropped since uh, game game two, I think. So, I don't know. What do you, do you think? I could pull up his minutes here real fast. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Ibaka, Ibaka played pretty well, and then Adams blowing up. So, yeah. that's sort of like um, Derek Favors in Utah stuck behind uh, guys that, get all the minutes yeah not he's at uh last four nine minutes six minutes 11 minutes and then nine minutes last night for a player pretty close to max mm. that's insane he was great against the, the spurs but not against this team that's what happens we'll talk about love too like 
Golden State will put a target on your back, man, and they will run at you if you can't stop what they're doing. That's kind of what happened. That's why he lost playing time. Even though he's actually pretty decent on defense uh, in Game Six, I thought, but but decent defense for Cantor isn't uh, isn't always decent defense for everyone else. And actually, he had a a block on I think it was Barbosa, and I was like, hey, Anis Cantor's playing defense, and then next time down, he gets shook for an easy layup. It was. Total Cantor move. Maybe they need to trade uh, Ennis Cantor. That would, yeah, that would be ideal, man. With the uh, Stephen Adams emerging the way he has, and Ibaka, I mean, you don't need him. He's clearly the worst of the three. Um, I mean, yes, you need a third big man, but not at that price. Like, look at Biombo. Um, what he's getting paid? What I want to say? What ten percent of what of what Cantor's getting paid, and he made a bigger impact. Yeah, plus I think a lot of teams are interested in, in Cantor. Like, I think he would be, even with his diminished playing time, people know he could play. And he, he's got he's got trade value. I think uh, they could get a nice piece back for him. Yeah, he's just not very, you know, in, what, eight years ago, nine years ago, I think Cantor may have been okay. But now with the way the NBA is so pick-and-roll heavy, so three-point heavy, that he's just not in a, a successful spot right now. And him being, he's a, a solid number two scorer, maybe number one if you really need to. We've seen him go off at times. Uh, what, when they rested KD and and Russ in what, Portland, I think it was, when he had that ridiculous 32-20 game or whatever it was. Uh, he, he can, but, man, it's, it's a it's a two-way, two-way street for offense and defense, and... He's he's a max player on offense, but he's not on defense. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on. I guess we probably could just do um, Golden State today. We're already we'll, we'll do Cleveland another day um, for the preview. So Warriors, what else is there to say? Uh, the old record for most three pointers in the series was twenty eight. Clay Clay had thirty. Steph had thirty two in this series. So that record's gone. Uh, most three pointers in a, in a season uh, in a postseason series for a team. Three one comeback, uh, just ridiculous. Who do you, and then Iguodala, I thought was was the key. What do you? What's your takeaways from what they did and what they're going to do going forward? Well, I don't I don't know why Iguodala wasn't starting seriously to begin with, but he started uh, the second half of Game Six. That worked out pretty well. He started Game Seven. That worked out pretty well. You have to think he's going to start against the Cavs. Um, he's still one of the premier defenders in all of the NBA. And he's got a pretty good offensive game, too, as long as he doesn't go to the free throw line. So uh, I think this is going to be as as good of a series as the one we just watched. This Cavs-Warriors matchup should be tremendous. You know, the, the Cavaliers are healthy. Love looks kind of reborn. Kyrie is is scoring at will, and then LeBron can pretty much do whatever he wants. Uh, this is going to be fun, man. I can't wait for Thursday. Three balls galore, man. Uh, they're going to be shooting so many threes. Um, Warriors had the most threes in a regular season. Cavs were second in the NBA. And then the playoffs, the Cavs are number one in three-pointers. And the Warriors are number two. I mean, it's just going to be a three-ball fest. And... I thought Golden State's three-point defense, uh, like OKC just missed so many threes, which 
fundamentally, you're like, all right, did they do that on purpose? Because they obviously can't get away with that against the Cavs. The Cavs will, will kill them with three like that. So I think that's kind of something I want to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, Iguodala, man, we, we've been saying all month long that, dude, start Iggy. I mean, it's time. Uh, you're going against better teams, especially against KD, man. You had to start him. Uh, he played 43 minutes last night. I want to say 40 of those minutes he was on KD. Like He was on KD almost the entire game. Um, so yeah, he's he, again, we talk about Clay being the hero with all the threes in game six. Warriors don't win that game without Iguodala's defense, with that strip on Westbrook, with being up on Durant, all that. I mean, his defense was so, so good. And he's going to need to be finals MVP again. Uh, or not, or, you know, have that kind of a performance. Um, we all know what he did last year. But he's played really well against them, too, against the Cavs in the regular season. So you really can't call him an X-Factor. He's like the – he might be number two, man. Him and him and Clay are neck and neck uh, for, for impactful series. Yeah, it's a year later, and I still cannot believe that Iguodala was the MVP last year. Hmm. It's just – Blows my mind. Do you think he has a somewhat of a repeat? I don't think he can repeat, but do you think he can be close to maybe runner-up for Finals MVP if they win? I mean, I think he's going to be one of the one of the keys to the series for Golden State. Mm-hmm. You know his his defense and his defensive responsibilities are going to be in the spotlight in this series. So, yeah, I mean, there's. I doubt he can win MVP again. I, I still can't believe he won it last year. But um, I think if the Warriors win the series, uh, he's going to have played well to make it happen. Yep. And I guess uh, changing gears. So we both think Iguodala is going to start, right? Yep. Who does he start for? Uh, does he start for Bogut, which they did last year? Or does he start for Harrison Barnes, who... Um, didn't start last night. Hasn't really looked himself. He actually was pretty good last night on on the glass uh, and all that. But that quote unquote death lineup. They played seventy minutes in the, the playoffs last year against the Cavs. I mean that's that's a really high number in six games. Um, plus twenty two net rating, uh, sixty eight assist percentage. I mean they were really good, and that was the key. Like that uh, assistant assistant coach Nick Uren. He was the the genius who came up with that. So again, do you think it'll be Bogut out or Barnes out? Uh, I'm just going to go with what's been happening recently, which is Barnes. Um, but Bogut only played what 15 minutes last night, so he's looked terrible. It could be it could be either one, but I I feel like um, I feel like he's going to start for Barnes. They're going to stick with the tradi- traditional center at least to start the games. I don't know. I feel like you could put Iguodala on LeBron and then focus on defending the perimeter, so I'd probably rather go small. Um, if Iguodala could stay in front of LeBron, I think he can, then you're good. I mean, that, that was their whole offense. This whole ser- this whole postseason is LeBron getting to the cup. Um, all those shots. And Kyrie, too. He's been getting to the rim a lot. So I think if you can keep them out of the paint, then you definitely want to pull Bogut out of there. He, he's look. I mean... Besides Game 5, Bogut's been bad, man. Really bad. Uh, missed a couple easy shots last night. Um, and his defense wasn't anywhere good. I think I think that, that Game 5 kind of killed him. 
because um, he was really active and he just hasn't been the same since. I think he may have just been worn out. Maybe that changes with a couple of days off. But uh, I would say yeah, he looked really he looked really good in Game Five. Oh, he was amazing in Game Five. And then we really didn't see him again. Yeah. So yeah, I would start him. Uh, so let's hit we hit Bogut pretty much. Uh, what do you think about Barnes, man? I mean, he is not helping himself to make some money. Uh, he missed a lot. He had so many open looks last night. Uh, missed them. He was four of eight, two of five from three. I think all five of his threes were wide open. Uh, um, but yeah, do you think Barnes can make an impact in, in this series? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I, I he'll probably have one one pretty good game. Um, like he'll make an impact in one game, but I think it's Iguodala's stage at this point. Yep. Uh-oh, bomb's going off. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, he, his defense has, has to be big. Uh, and then he's just going to have to hit, hit some threes. So he'll probably be on uh, Kevin Love, probably a pretty good amount, uh, I would think. Draymond will probably be on Love, too. But, that, yeah, he's Harrison Barnes is like the, what, Seventh best player on the team, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, he's been much. terrible. And he's talking about him getting a max deal, which just shows how deep this squad is. Um. Okay. So, what do you? Anything else? I mean, we, we could talk about Clay and Steph, but I mean, what else is there to say? We've pretty much already covered. What's your predi- What's your prediction on the finals? I still got the Warriors, man. How many games? Um. It goes six again. Repeat. Right. I got Warriors in seven. Yeah, I hope, I hope it goes seven. But, uh, I don't know, man. It's just why? Why do you think? What do you think that the um, the Cavs will do that'll make it go seven? Who do you see having a big series? Or well, I think J.R. Smith is going to have to step up. Like he, he's going to need he's going to need to get hot. Um, and. He's going to have to have a couple big games. Uh, but I don't know, man. I mean, last year they didn't have Kevin Love and they didn't have Kyrie Irving. This year this team's only lost two playoff games. They've been chilling since last Friday. They're going to be super rested. Uh, they've had tons of time to watch all the film they want to watch and, and put together a game plan. Um, if they execute, I, I just think this is going to be a war. And plus – Golden State has not looked as good over the last few weeks as they did during the regular season. So there, there's it, it should be a war, man. It, I'm thinking this is going to be a pretty epic battle. Why do you think that Golden State hasn't looked as good? Do you think it's just missing shots? Do you think they're tired? Do you think it's just better teams that could put a put together a better strategy? Haven't seen them. Yeah, I think part of it part of it is Curry may not be as healthy as we think he is. I think that might be part of it. But then I think when you play the same team over and over again, like they figure, they figure things out. And um, all these teams have had so much time to watch film and, and prepare, um, set up a defensive plan against what Golden State does offensively. Now they were really back. Uh, on the pick and roll, pretty hard the last couple games, but it seemed like that went away for a minute. Um, 
So I, I don't really know why they haven't. I, I, I guess uh, an NBA season is full of peaks and valleys, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Golden State peaked very early. Um, and who knows, they might be on their way to another uh, peak at just the right time right now. But uh, it just seems like there's a little uh, dent in the armor. looks like there's an opening that I, – I think T. I think Cleveland realizes that Golden State is beatable at this point. Yeah. I, Whereas a month ago, I don't think that would have been the case. The thing I'm most intrigued by is this whole coach, how the coaches factor into this. Because Tyron Lu, in my opinion, hasn't been coaching very well. Uh, I thought he mismanaged quite a few scenarios in the whole Raptors series. Obviously, when, when they had the, the big losses, I thought they really screwed up not playing their starters. Um, like Kyrie only played six minutes. Tristan Thompson played like point three minutes that game, so that's something to watch. And credit Billy Donovan, credit Terry Stotts, two guys who are very, very detailed and knowing how to manage. Although Donovan kind of fell on his own sword the past couple, but uh, I'm very curious to see what happens with Tyron Lue and how he makes tweaks because I'm sure they're they're going to have to make some sort of adjustment um, to to really keep. The, the up-tempo, everything in check. So I'm curious to see if they go big and what they do with Kevin Love. We've seen Love get rested a couple times. We'll talk about the Cavs on the next pod. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a very good chess match, man. And then, like Kevin Durant said, if they're going to make threes, it's over. And if they're not, then it's going to be a tight series. Cool, man. Yep. So we got a few questions here. Um, we'll hit the Cavs another day. Um, we're already half an hour into this thing. So, I uh, had a question from Dan Wynn asking if DeMar DeRozan and Andrew Wiggins were able to add a three-point shot, what would their ceilings be for fantasy for a nine-cat league? We kind of—I thought we saw kind of—we hit—we saw DeRozan pretty much already hit his ceiling, um, but if he hits a three, then that's crazy. <laughs> he'd be a first, hes be like a first-round player if he hits a three. Yeah, yeah, so and I, it. The thing is, I think he can shoot him. He just doesn't. Uh, it's just not part of his game. Do you, I mean? Do you, so? Do you think he would? I mean, what would his ceiling be on three pointers? I mean, I, I don't see anything more than like point eight threes. I mean, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't see. I don't. I don't feel like we'll ever see him hit one a game. Yeah. I mean, he hits point six last year, and that was pretty good for him. So, and again, our our boy Boogie Cousins probably had a five hundred percent increase in three point <laughs> made this this year. Oh my god! If do you uh, think he'll if if he goes to a different team, you think that may adjust things for him? Three point one. You talk about DeRozan. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be playing elsewhere, doesn't it? I don't know, man. Toronto's in such a weird spot. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think there was anything holding him back from shooting threes in Toronto. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't, I don't see it changing. Yeah, me neither. Uh, so then Wiggins, uh, I think his usage rate will kind of dip a little bit with Kyrie and Towns coming on, Labina growing as growing as a scorer. Um, Rubio doesn't shoot a lot, but uh, I, I, Wiggins has to work on his three pointer. We've talked about this for two summers now. Um, so yeah, if I would say his stealing, he still doesn't steal, doesn't really block. Not great on the glass, not great on assists. 
So I would say his ceiling would probably be like if he hits point, call it point seven threes, um, call it fifth round ceiling. Yeah, point point seven threes for Wiggins sounds about right. Um, he was better this year than I thought he was going to be. Um, I kind of underestimated him a little bit, but uh, but yeah, if 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 both of those dudes suddenly started shooting threes, uh, there would be a frenzy. Uh, from people trying to draft them. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to think of someone who, I guess Wigan. I'm sorry, uh, Boogie. Guys who just like, oh, hey, now they're shooting a lot of three pointers. Uh, Boogie was a big one. Uh, Serge Ibaka was that way a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago, he really grew. And then um, there was a lot of talk of Anthony Davis expanding his three point range. That was like one of the big topics back in October, but that never really came to fruition. But Wiggins hit point seven last year. Um, I feel like he hit more or less. Let me check his post break really fast. See, I don't really see him hitting point nine point one one point oh. Yeah, he was point nine after the break, forty one point three percent actually in his last twenty eight games. So he showed some promise. Maybe he can do it. But uh, yeah, he would need to hit one point two, one point three to make it into the top thirty for me. But he's still he's still twenty one. I mean, he definitely has room to grow. And KD wasn't really a great shooter coming up uh, in his first year or two. So, possible. Yes, sir. All right, so another quick question. We got it from Daniel Kazmi. Uh, Giannis question. How good could Giannis be next season, and will he be able to carry the Bucks to the playoffs? Y- Giannis might be... Well, he's definitely my favorite Milwaukee Buck. Yeah. And he's also one of my top three favorite players in the entire league, I think. Yeah. I love him. He's so fun to watch. And I just hope they give him the reins and let him let him do his thing. I don't think I told you that I, I kind of made some adjustments to the depth charts uh, the other day, like on Friday. Guess what? I guess what I put Giannis. Did you put him at point guard? Yes, sir. <laughs> That's what they're talking about, man. They're talking about putting him at point guard. So I thought that yeah, they're going to be so thin on the wing. They have to sign a couple people. Bayless is going to be gone. Um, who else? My um, Grievous Vasquez is going to be gone. They're going to have pretty much nobody that can play shooting guard except for rookie Rashad Vaughn. Uh, so <laughs> they, uh, if they're going to play Middleton at the three, which they would probably do, assume, again, assuming they don't sign someone. I think they want to sign a small forward who can obviously shoot with Giannis. Um, and I think they want to trade Greg Monroe. Um, but he just hasn't been a good fit um, with the way that offense is put together, which everyone saw coming. Um, so latter part of that question, do you think the Bucks make the playoffs? I think they, they got to make a splash. I think if they go in, to next season with the roster they have, I'm gonna say no. But they're like I said on the pod the other day, they're probably one of the top three most interesting teams to watch this offseason to see if they shake things up. Uh, obviously, Sixers, Rockets, and Bucks are probably my top three for like looking and looking to sign guys. Yeah, I I mean we don't know what that team's gonna look like in November, but. I think uh, I feel like the Bucks are going to make the playoffs this year. They're playing the East. It's not that hard. Giannis, so Giannis, a point guard. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> it's not nothing. So who do you have going out then? Um, let's see. 
Uh, I think, obviously, Cleveland, Toronto, Miami, Atlanta, Boston. I think they're all still in. Um, I think Detroit's going to make a leap. Pacers, Pacers are probably the... With Nate McMillan going in there, I could see them falling out. I, I like what Charlotte did last year, assuming they could bring Batum back. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not convinced that the Hawks are a lock. No? Uh, convinced that Boston... Well, if they, lose Horf- if they lose Horford, then yeah. I'm not convinced that Boston is a lock. Really? Know, look at that roster. I mean, I think that that was all Brad Stevens. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they have the, and they have the third pick in the draft, and they have some cap space. They're going to make some moves, man. I think I think Boston's kind of a sleeper team to compete with the Cavs next year. They might, yeah. I mean, and then Chicago didn't make the playoffs last year. The Wizards didn't make the playoffs last year. Seventy Sixers coming back, doing some things. Magic. You love the Sixers. I man. love them, man. I've watched like every Sixers game, uh, so I'm rooting for them to to turn some things around. Do you have a? Uh, do you have a, a any Sixers jerseys? I do not. I actually hated the Sixers growing up as a kid. If you were going to get a Sixers jersey right now, who would it be? Embiid, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the no. guy you've never seen play. <laughs> no, never seen, never seen him play. I was pissed he didn't play in summer league. I hope he plays this year. Um, I don't know who I would. I mean, definitely not Sauce Castillo anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's no Sixers I really like, man. I just I'd get a Brett Brown jersey. I'm not a big Okafor guy. Like well, you, just, you just get an Irving then. What's up? You just get an Irving jersey. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mitch, Mitchell and Ness Irving jersey. That'd be nice. Maybe Barkley. Yeah. Iverson. Yeah. Oh, Iverson. I loved Iverson. Uh, okay, so last question here from Felipe Garza. It's a KD question. So assuming KD re-signs for another year in OKC. We talked about this. What should uh, what should they add? Um, be it a legit bench guy or someone who can kind of score and run the offense? Um, or even brings up DeRozan. So we talked about this too. What would you do if you're Sam Pressy and you want to make, shake things up? You know, I don't really know. I think we talked about trading Enos Cantor. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think he's got pretty decent value and can can bring you somebody back. Um, There's not much I want to mess with um, for this team, though. I guess they could use they could use a scorer off the bench. Um, man, DeRozan would look good in in OKC uniform, I think, but it's, that's probably a stretch. Yeah, I don't think he'd be a great fit. You want someone who could shoot. From from deep and adding another ISO ball guy, would yeah, be, yeah. that would be ridiculous offense. So I wouldn't go after DeRozan. Um, I mean, if they could somehow move things around to get, I don't know, like a, like get Horford uh, and run that three big man, that would be crazy. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, obviously. But yeah, I think they do need another a bench guy because I think their starting five is really good. Um, yeah, just count well, on KD getting better, count on Westbrook getting better, count on Adams getting better, count on Surge bouncing back a little bit. Had a really good postseason uh, in the last round, anyways. So yeah, I'm I'm good with I'm good with just rolling them out again with the similar team. I mean, if you could upgrade a little bit at, with waiters or whatever, but this team's definitely a contender, man. I mean, we just saw them almost ha- knock out the best regular season team ever. 
Well, they were in they were in that game last night till the till pretty much the end. You know, uh, yeah. Golden State kind of opened it up in the last minute, but it was pretty much tied with about three minutes left, and it it looked like it was could go either way, and go, Oklahoma City just couldn't get a couldn't really catch a break that they needed. So, mm-hmm. I I'd be very careful if I was Thunder management about tweaking it too much. They uh, I think they've got what they need. They just need to. They just need to um, refine a little bit and make fewer mistakes. Any faith in Cameron Payne? Nah. None? Do you think he was good? Nah, not really. He could be good. He's really raw, though. I mean, I, I think he's interesting, but I mean, he, he's, he just doesn't matter uh, as long as Westbrook's there. Right, right. But I do like – I'm very intrigued by Roberson. I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see what he does next year. Yeah, he's the minutes were huge. I think he's um, his defense is, was really uh, kind of an, an unheralded part of uh, the the way they were put together. So yeah, I uh, guess we'll get out of here. Anything else you want to add? Nope, I got a eight year old that's sitting here bugging me to go to the <laughs> pool. So we are gonna pack it up and head out for the pool. Sounds good, man. All right, will you uh, we'll take care? I'm sure we'll, I don't know, you're going to be on for when we do the Cavs side, or I could get someone else. We'll figure it all out. Uh, Whatever, dude. I'm, I'm good either way. Sounds good. All right, so we're out of here, you guys. We'll catch you before game one of the finals. Uh, let us know if you have any questions. He's at Dr. A with a K, and I'm Mike S. Gallagher. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, Steve. See you. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.